0: Welcome to the Career Pivot Podcast. I'm Beck Sands and I help people pivot into careers or businesses that they love. This podcast is an interview series with people that have successfully pivoted their careers so that you can feel inspired to do the same. I believe that everyone deserves to do work that they love and to feel fulfilled, driven, and know that they are making a positive impact on the world. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I'm interviewing Kira Kozulin, a professional writer who works with businesses in the beauty, health and wellness space to create website, social media and newsletter content that sells. She is part of branding and website agency Ivory Edit. Kira's mission is to uncover the personality and stories behind the clients she works with for sharing with the world. Kira spent 20 years developing and managing multi-million dollar projects and funding programs in the public sector before pivoting into business. Now let's dive into the interview. Kira, hello. Thank you so much for coming on the Career Pivot podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here too. Yay. So... Um, Kira, tell us a little bit about your career pivot, very, very fresh, I know, and where you're at now and a little bit about how you got there. Sure.
1: Thanks. It is very fresh because it's still kind of happening as we speak. So I'm actually about to leave my current job, uh, which I guess has been the culmination of like, I don't know, I think I didn't, I haven't done the maths but I think it's like 27 years of work in corporate, um, in government, you know, a a long history of working with, you know, projects and programs and, you know, working in pretty intense environments. So about to put the full stop in on that and pivot into my new opportunity, which is taking what I've learnt and know kicking off some writing and some website development and design work so my background and my career was program and project management and specifically in the government like working in sort of the public sector or the government sector and working on sort of massive projects whether it's economic development trade projects um Transformation projects for you know like the NDIS and then more recently Worksafe, so which is a social, which is an insuring insurance agency. So I've spent a lot of years really building a career in this and building profile, um, but it's also given me an, an enormous amount of skills. So um, I don't know if anyone's really familiar with the government sector, but it is um, often time pressured. You have very little time to turn things around and you don't have the resources you always need. So you become very creative at um, getting to a solution or getting to a deadline. And I'm someone who's quite deadline driven. So I guess in that way, I really did thrive in that environment for quite a while. But about four years ago, I started to realise that things kind of weren't really sitting well with me energetically anymore. So it didn't quite fit. I guess I'd come to this point where I was, you know, constantly achieving, 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 and yet um, achieving all these milestones and delivering all these projects. And yet nothing was really eventuating. Like I, I wasn't really at a point where I was enjoying my life anymore. It just had felt like I was almost stuck in a rut. And there's that feeling of being you know, stuck and not moving. Or I was always getting harder and harder assignments and more challenging and challenging assignments. And I kept delivering them, but yet somehow nothing was really changing in terms of my. Um, I guess you'd call it. In, you know, I wasn't moving up the hierarchy, and I think um, it was just this situation. I was getting more. I was getting paid more, but I wasn't really getting into the executive levels. And when I looked at that, what the executive levels look like, I thought, I don't want that either. So there was a real epiphany moment. And it came after reading um, Jen Sincero's infamous book, You Are a Badass.
0: Oh my so God, I just one, read that.
1: <laughs> the best book I've ever yeah, read. Like, so good. And so when you're like, I, I guess it was just one of those you know, moments where you're sitting, I was sitting in this situation, I was constantly working, I was my job, I have two children and a husband, and I was always commuting. And I, I thought this is not what I want. Like there was a lot of energy being poured into this work. And I wasn't feeling like this is where I wanted to be for the rest of my life. So it was a real epiphany. And that book was like a kick in the pants. So I think I listened to that book every single day for like a year on Audible, like on my commute on the way to work. But I noticed after listening to that book, things started to change very quickly. So I sort of took some ownership of my decisions. I got a pay rise. I, you know, I got a better paying job. I had to back myself a lot um in terms of I had executives who were telling me you aren't ready for this opportunity and we want to keep you where you are which is in your you know perfect place like that we think you belong in you're the perfect employee we don't want to lose you so there was fighting a lot of that sort of entrenched hierarchical kind of patriarchal system Um, and I had to really step out and back myself by you know resigning and doing all sorts of really drastic and dramatic things. But it paid off because I got out of that and I increased my wage. Um, I did lots of things that I never thought I could do. So that was the real catalyst. And that started it all. And so I kept, I started to push myself out of my comfort zone. So there's something about listening to the same book that there's just always going to be something you hear or something I I listen to that just is that momentum that kicks me out of a, a I guess a, a thought loop that I can tend to stay in for a while and this was it. But yeah, that's where the career pivot started. So I started to go through this journey of really trying to figure out what it was that I I really enjoyed to I enjoyed doing and that I like doing. And Um, It wasn't easy because by that stage, I just thought, oh, look, I just have to keep going. I have to, you know, pay for my pay my mortgage. And, you know, I got stuck into some of those, um, I guess, those conditioned beliefs of what I had to be. And then very soon I I started this list called the love it or loathe it list. And I don't know if anyone's ever seen it. It's you might have seen it online. I think it's um, it's not. Anything groundbreaking, but I just sat there for a week and I wrote down everything that I was working on. So, with, this is with my, my day job, which was a project manager at that point. And I wrote down everything that I loved to do and everything that I hated doing and why I hated doing it. And I think that was a second catalyst. It was like, okay, so I love to write. And then about a week later, I still hadn't quite connected the dots. So I'm working in projects, and I'm constantly pumping out all these business cases and project documents. And um, then I was in the supermarket, and I was—I don't know. Sometimes the supermarket is where I get these blinding insights. And I got this uh, all of a sudden. It came to me. It's like you're—you're you're a writer. Like you—you you love to write. Like why are you not writing? And then all of a sudden, it just clicked. Everything just clicked. So I came about. Like when I was a kid, I used to just write all the time. I used to write stories and I read like all the time, but I just stopped doing that. I was using, I was only writing in the very, you know, in the sense of what I could produce for work. It wasn't, there wasn't any joy in it. I mean, there was joy. I love doing it, but it wasn't that same level of what I used to do, where I just take myself off into my room and just write stories for the fun of it. So that was a big, that was another big kind of milestone on the career pivot journey.
0: <laughs> can I ask how many, when you did your list of uh, like, you know, things that I like doing and things I hate doing in your job, like how many things in your job were things that you hated doing? Versus, oh,
1: I reckon yeah. it was about
0: 50%. Okay. That's a lot.
1: <laughs> it was a lot. And I think there's other things that come in over the top as well, which are, you know, it, sometimes you can love what you're doing Uh, Or you can really enjoy what you're doing. But if there's other needs that aren't being met in your, you know, in the structure within your work or the organization that you work, like for me, it was culture. It was like I had a great team culture, but the executive culture was quite toxic.
0: Yeah. And and things like development opportunities, like it sounded like they'd capture you there.
1: Yeah. And they like to, it sounds very, and I know this isn't true for everybody, but I think I'd spent a lot of time cultivating this kind of persona as like the perfect employee, which was to my own disadvantage in a way because it didn't, it just meant that people liked to keep me in my box and, you know, and like to keep me because I delivered. I did everything without complaining and I just took it all, took on all the challenges. And, and I think that sometimes worked against me too because um, they knew I could just dump anything on me. I found that there's also a resistance um, that can exist in some organisations against new ideas. <laughs> and I think maybe it's just um, something I'm i a bit more challenged. You know, some of, one of my challenges is actually communicating it. Um, but, yeah, that was, it, it's really interesting. Like, there can be pushback, like, uh, great ideas conceptually in terms of a whole organisational shift, um, you know, things that are needed at that strategic level. And I, I, I think... I. In my experience, it's been harder to get those ideas, people to run with them, like, or to executives to believe in them. Yeah. Pretty, well, like, intent, like, you know, government is just like sometimes it's just smell of an oily rag, like <laughs> you have to get the job done, you know, in the time yeah. the wants it done. So.
0: Awesome. And so what, okay, so you've told us a little bit about, you know, how it came to you in terms of the writing. What were some of the first steps that you took to actually bring this vision to life? Once you'd had that epiphany in the supermarket and you were like, right, I know what I want to do now. Like what what was the first steps that you took?
1: Well, I didn't take any steps. Oh, no, that's a lie. Sorry, have to go back (laughs) and record that bit. The first step I actually took um, was to vocalise it, like just to really sit with it myself and sit in the, like, it sounds very, um, you know, touchy-feely, but I actually sat in it for a little while and thought about it. And I'm a thinker, so I'm always, things are always percolating in my head, but in this case, it was a real feeling. And there was this, just this knowing that it felt right. So what folk, I find vocalising it and sharing it with people um, starts to get the ball rolling, um, putting it out there. So the first person I told was actually my cousin, Liz, who is part of my career pivot right now. And she, like, immediately her eyes just lit up and she started to um, get excited. And I think she started to give me work to do because she's a graphic designer. And she asked me to write her website. So very quickly after I realised that and I started to share it, that's what happened. Like it, I started to get writing work and it wasn't like in the case of Liz initially, it wasn't paid work. So it was just, Oh, that sounds like fun. I think I'd like to give it a try. And in front of the television one night sat there and just had a ball with it. It was just so, it was just so fun. And probably wasn't, I, I, I loved the creativity of it. It wasn't, I mean, it probably wasn't writing in complete, SEO at that point or search engine optimization language but it was it was about you know really starting to put myself into the shoes of you know of buyers and 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 think in a different way about how I could communicate to them so it's something I've always done but I think it was just putting it in a different context.
0: Did you find that like when you were doing the writing when you were thinking about the writing and having that business did you find that that like that felt different when you thought about your corporate work and how did that feel different
1: it felt yes it definitely felt different so it there was something um it was more freeing like there was this sort of lightness to the feeling so when i think about the corporate work i often feel heavy <laughs> and a bit like oh here we go again like you know it's that kind of um, never ending it, it never ends the corporate work like it's just yep. there's this groundhog day um, yep. sense to it and same you know you're fighting the same fires but on a different day but with the writing work it was a feeling of excitement I was more excited about it and I was also I more, it was just a sense of freedom a potential for freedom I'd say it wasn't freedom initially so it was a potential for freedom. So the next bit, because after that, I kind of sat, well, after I was sitting with it and the feeling of really liking it, I actually did go to my manager at the time and say, look, I was running a, a pilot across two different states and it was, it was pretty full on. And I knew it wasn't an edit, a good match for me, like that job wasn't actually a good match for me. So I said to her, look, I'm just going to give you some notice. I think I'm going to leave. But she was fantastic and she was so supportive and she said, no, what do you want to do? And luckily I'd done the love it and loathe it list. So I said, oh, look, I'd like to do some more, you know, writing and um, brief writing, love brief writing. I could do brief writing till the cows come home. Like it's probably one of my favourite things to do, which I think would probably send other people to sleep. But it's, um, I started to seek out other opportunities
0: to do the same thing that is so good that is so good and that's that's really it isn't it it's like the feel it's like pursuing the feeling not necessarily the outcome but the feeling of how the work makes you feel every day and and how you feel in your body like actually physically doing what you're doing um and if it's you know if it is heavy and like draggy and it's like oh again you know that kind of feeling it's like okay what does make me feel expansive? What does make me feel like, oh, excited? Like, oh, I could get into that right now, you know? And like really pursuing that kind of feeling of passion and joy and fun because I think that particularly when we've been in corporate jobs for so long, we forget that work can be fun. Oh, I know. I like, know. like it has to feel hard and like a slog every day, um, all day, every day, like for it to actually be work and to get paid for it. And I think that like that was kind of like, I'm not sure about for you, but like that was one of the biggest learnings for me going into my own business. Because when I stepped into my own business, I carried that initially, like that feeling like, okay, now I've got to work really hard. It's got to be a slog, like so I can get paid for it. And yes. it was, <laughs> yes. and it's like, but it doesn't, it, you can do what you enjoy and you can actually get paid for it.
1: And it's about the energy of it too. Like, I think this is what you're getting. This is exactly what you're talking about is that, it, and it took me a, a little bit of time to realise it, but I'm getting better at it. So this last job I took, I, I decided to make space for the writing. So I took a job that was part-time, so three days a week, which, you know, sounds like it sounds great on paper, But what I failed to realize was that this job had absolute, there was no creation in it. Like there was no, um, it was give. I think you mentioned in your last podcast when you were telling your story and you just said it just felt give, like these jobs are about giving, 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 giving. And it had that, it has that energy to it. So it's that I'm not actually creating anything. I'm not learning anything. I'm I'm just—it's just like slog. <laughs> it's like slog, yeah. And it's not slog I want to do. Whereas if I jump on, you know, I've got about like six things in the background that I've got going on as well, apart from the writing work, and and the writing and website work, and that is so exciting. Like I could sit there at my desk, and I have have done, you know, sit there for like six hours and not look up and just go, oh that was fun. I don't even know what happened to the time. The energy is
0: different. I think also like the energy, not just of the work, but the energy of like when you earn your own income, like money that people give to you, like it's so different to getting a paycheck.
1: Absolutely.
0: And it just feels so good and so exciting because you're like, oh my God, like no one is telling me what I should earn here. I can go out and earn more. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. I, can, I can actually go out and get and like earn as much as I really want. And like that gives so much like it's like power is the wrong word because I don't want to associate like the money and power thing. But it's kind of like, you know, if you're earning more, like if good people are earning more than they can actually, you know, put money back into causes that they're really passionate about and, you know, spend money with other incredible Um, you know, small business owners and support their local community and, you know, give money back to their families. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you can do so much good stuff if you have that capability to continue to earn more money and up-level your income.
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's something I've really tried. This is something I'm working on in terms of mindset because, um, you know, I had quite a scarcity mindset, I think, when I was in corporate and it's changed a lot, like it's opened up a lot. But I think the first client, the first pain client I ever had, I was still working as a project manager and, and she, it was a referral. And I just sort of spoke to her on the phone for 20 minutes and we had a chat and she's like, yep, yep, whatever you say. And I was like, what? Huh? Could it be this easy? Like, I think I've had this whole fear of selling, which is a whole other mindset issue. But I, I just didn't, I was not, attached to anything it was like if she wanted it she wanted it it was all good uh, if she didn't want
0: it it's fine too but in and the that's end, the best it worked yeah. out to
1: be like really win-win like absolute win-win and yeah.
0: that is so the best way to approach it though right like it's like having that um you know like your you know your your you set the outcome that you want and then it's just you know unattached to, to whatever happens it's kind of like you know it's it's kind of like people have this idea of like the sleazy like sales and marketing and it's like but no 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 you've got a service that you offer to people if they need that service that's a, and it's a good fit then that's perfect so it, it's just a value exchange so then it's like you provide that service they pay the money and then perfect like it's a win win So at what point, because we actually worked together um, in a career pivot coaching series and then you did my course online consulting kickstart. So I want to hear a little bit about what at what point you did the career pivot coaching series, like at what point in your journey and how that supported you and then how um, online consulting kickstart supported you as well.
1: Well, the coaching series, the career pivot coaching series, um, it was when I knew I had to get serious about it. Like I just got to this point and I reached another point of burnout, which is one of those things that I, has to, that tends to happen to me because I tend to take on some of my boundaries. I um, haven't been that great in the past, but yep. it's, I, I just realised, you know, when you have, I have lots of epiphanies, but one of these was if I don't change, nothing will change. So if I don't take steps to change my life, no one's going to do it for me. It's not going to yes. magically happen. Yes. So I asked around and I, I had I rec, I think I there was a few coaches that were recommended and I looked at your website and I thought this is exactly what I need. I just need someone to talk me through the next bit, you know, to get me through the next bit. And I was already I think I was still working. I might have even still been working at, at my pre, like the job previous to this part-time one. When I started, or I might have just ended it, I think, and taken on the part time work. I can't remember exactly, but I knew something had to change. So that's my mindset was like, if you don't do something, you're nothing. You're just going to be just stuck in this situation forever. And you're just going to keep repeating the same pattern over and over again. So you have to do something. And so that was how I got in the door with you. And you're just amazing. And I think the. Oh, thank you. Like, it was, it was. It's funny because I I showed up, but it was already happening. Like it was like we were always. It just seemed to happen so quickly once we got started. Like it was just like you say things, and then it would just ignite something in me, or something would click.
0: And like the universe started. Like once you started taking the action, and once you started doing the steps, like the universe kind of came to back you.
1: I think so. Like yeah. I honestly believe that because if you had have told me like going back um, when I started Career Pivot, uh, which was I think in might been at the start of the year, January, maybe about January or December around there, you have told me like that I would have quit my job in April, I would have thought, you're crazy, like no way, <laughs> no way. And yet here I am. And it was really, it's like that momentum. And I think sometimes I just needed like, I just need you to validate. Like, just sometimes that conversation and just putting, reframing something for me um, was yes. gold, like, so helpful. And then the course started. So I was already moving and like things were just sh- going so fast when the course was happening. So I was actually in real time pivoting and creating a business, which um, I joined my cousin's sort of. Like graphic design, but we just expanded the offering and restructured things. And that was all happening in real time during the, the, um, the course. And I'll, I think I even missed one one coaching call or one or two, but the ones I attended were so amazing because there's the energy of the group. So I think that's one thing I missed a lot. So in my journey, it's been very solitary at points. Like I've had some friends who have been going through the same thing. So that's helpful. But I think it sometimes it can get really, really like, like isolating because you're working through it, a lot of it on your own. So without you or without the course group, I don't know that I would have been where I am right now um, because there's something about the energy of the group you know, an energy of someone who's just talking you through the next steps and providing you with the content and all the information you need. And I'm not, I am not, like, usually I'm pretty methodical about doing all the coursework. Like I'm just like that. But this time I just really took what I needed and I, I just ran with it. I didn't really stop and think a lot of the time. And there was parts of the course that I found so incredibly helpful. Like the, um, the marketing and PR because I'm not a mark I, I can write but I'm not necessarily a marketer and I don't have the PR background so all that or anything around content pillars was just um was just gold and I've I've just done so much with that information and even even the foundations of the work in the course were great like the um the business plan module and I know I guess there's like the in this current rapid accelerator, rapid prototyping environment that we live in at the moment where everything's tested in real time very quickly, um, something like a business plan, you might not think, you know, I was sort of two minds going, oh, do I really need this? But when I sat there and did it, it was the best, it was the thing I needed to do to really get clear in my head as to what the next steps were. So, yeah, it was, I, I, I don't know if I would be as far along in this journey as I was. It just sped things up really quickly. And I think it had to do with mindset and also just having that, you know, having
0: you and having the group there. Uh, going through the same thing so good and like you know I think also being a like you you kind of feed off everyone else's wins like someone's going like I'm going to get my you know first client this week and then you're like oh okay well I'm gonna go reach out to three potential clients and you know oh, I've launched my website and you're like oh hang on okay where did you do that on then I'm gonna launch mine you know and it's kind of yeah like you almost just like feed off the energy and like cheer each other on and I think um this was like it was like quite a small group of women and so we all kind of got to know each other which was really lovely
1: yes that was exactly it It was uh, it was so supportive and so um but it was exactly what I needed that's all I can say but I didn't know that at the start
0: (laughs) no that's (laughs) the thing so good thank you so much for sharing that um because I'm planning to run the course again and you know this is like basically everyone that's done the course can rejoin again and and like I think you've done the right thing in terms of you took what you needed out of it because learning is only useful when you are implementing I mean unless you're just learning because of the joy of it like if you know you want to study like ancient Egyptian or something like that Mm -hmm. but it's like if you're if you're learning about business and marketing and like you know that kind of thing it's like you want to implement straight away because otherwise you're going to forget it so you may as well just like wait and then learn later if you're not kind of you know using it but then like i think the beauty of this is that take what you need now and then you can come back later and take the other bits i know that's so true but i I have to say like i've done b school which is
1: the marie folio big brand kind of course and but for some reason that gave me good grounding but there's something about this that was different that i liked better um just to you know not compare I know Marie Folio is an established brand but I I yeah and I did B school too (laughs) yeah but there's something about like having someone there with you like I think that's what I I feel sometimes that that gets missed in a lot of courses um and there's coaching calls but this was I think it was because it was a great small group and it it was real time like you could do it in real time and still see really really or see progress quite quickly
0: yeah, and it was, it is, it's that um, that live component, like being able to actually show up um, and be coached on calls, and uh, like and talk about your specific, you know, challenges, and then be coached on them in real time.
1: Yes, that's it. Um, that was yeah. It.
0: But this was the bit that got me
1: to, into action. Like so, this. Um, yeah this course was the one that actually put everything in action for me.
0: Yay I'm so so happy um, for you it's so exciting so um, what are your three top recommendations would you say for people that are in a corporate role um, or a career that they might have worked quite hard to build I know you were in your career for 27 years was it like incredible. Something like that. Amazing Um, including newspapers but that was ages ago so yeah. All, yeah, all, all in all, that's you know that's a really long time, and this is a big, big step. So, what would you say to someone that yeah isn't isn't loving where they're at right now, but they're like you know a bit concerned to take the next step? What would you say?
1: Um, I would say start with a love it and loathe it list. You can probably find them anywhere on the web. Like figure out what it is that you really like doing about your job, so that you know what in your current role or something that you really enjoy. So it's I think that for me, that was a real catalyst. It was like, oh, okay. I know now, like that makes so much sense to me. I enjoy this bit. I love this bit. And it's looking for those things that you do that where you lose time, you don't even notice the time pass. And I remember reading that and thinking, oh, mm, okay. But when I actually was take, when I had a list there that I had to log it, I realized there were actually quite a few things that I like to do and that I was good at. And that, um, you know, I was getting in my job, but I just had to ask for more of them. So I'd say that's probably one of the first things I would do. I mean, some people might already know what they want to do, but for me, if you if you don't even know what that next step is, that's what I would start with. Um, yes. The next thing <laughs> I like to say is, and this is one I got from a podcast, a different podcast, which was, you know, is there a problem? Um, think about a problem that people might pay you to solve so for them. So it's about tuning into conversations around you and you know listening to those repeat problems that sometimes people will say like I always always hearing I don't know how to write emails or I don't know how to write this or and and it was just paying attention to what people tell you whether at work or family or friends or you know your kids soccer parents. Anyone can be a source of really really useful information. And I think that's about tuning into opportunities too. So, you know, I I think that's when I started to talk about what I'm doing, things started to change a lot. Like I started to get feedback from people, I started to get opportunities from people. So, you know, listening and then talking about what you do. Uh, And then the third thing I would say is to surround yourself with supportive content. Like really don't follow people who (laughs) <laughs> this is not um, this is not a hard and fast rule but I found for me it was more helpful to follow people who We're more in the mindset space of making change rather than following people who were doing things that I wanted to do necessarily. Like I I can't look at other copywriters or writers because it freaks me out. I'm like, why can't I do that yet? Maybe more helpful is to find, seek out podcasts of people who are actually um, making changes to their own lives. Like there's Career Pivot. This podcast um, is a great one. I got so much inspiration from that. And there's another one, I think Kathy Heller, she's an American lady and she does one called uh, Don't Keep Your Day Job. And I think that is just because she's really at that point where people, she works with people who are quite stuck and helping them see the next step is there and that anything is possible. So I think they're my three things. Like they, when I look back, I think they've really helped me a lot.
0: I love it. I love it. And now you're in, you've are you stepped into your own business um, full time and you've got a queue of paying clients. A
1: queue is very kind. <laughs> <laughs> we have, um, yeah, I just got my first actually. Like, uh, I mean, it's been sporadic because I've been working and I, I got to the point where I thought, gee, if I put as much energy into my side hustle as I do into my day job, it's going to pay off. Like, there's just no it's just a maths equation, really. Um, changing it focus from one point to another. So, as interestingly, I just got a new job yesterday when I'm still transitioning out of my old job. So, yeah, there's a, lots of opportunities around, and there's people who, um, yeah, wanting to work with us. So that's really exciting.
0: Amazing. That is, you know, it's just, it's, it's very exciting. It's a big step. And I think, yeah, just to have, you know, yeah, that first paying client and then the leads um, that you've got coming in is amazing. Um so you've already told us one book that I think has made a massive impact for you the mm-hmm. Jen Sincero um mm-hmm. You're About Us which I love as well I just finished listening to the audiobook and I agree like so much resonated <laughs> and it was so funny <laughs> She's amazing Yeah um are there any other books that you would want to mention that have really supported you on your journey
1: Um I would highly recommend um, Hello Fears by Michelle Polar, I think her name is P-O-L-E-R. And she's amazing. Like she, I think she started a movement and it came about because she was scared of so many things. So she made a list of a hundred, a hundred fears that she was, she wanted to conquer as part of her, her uh, master's project and she filmed them all. So it's the book is amazing and it's really cleverly written and it's, I think it's been checked out by, um, it's been checked by a therapist as well. So it's all sound information, but really helpful. Like, and I think fear drives the bus a lot of the time. Like for me, it has. Um, It's driven a lot of my career. So I think um, that was an awesome one to just kick me and start to really recognize when fear was um, starting, fears' voice was actually making decisions for me or suggesting I go a certain way. So, hello, fears. Um, uh, you are a badass. Hello, fears. There's so many more I could recommend. The other one I'd like to mention, which I think is important in this context of career pivots, especially from people who've been working in, um, you know, a corporate role and perhaps maybe burnt out or are feeling like um, they are just. Pushing all the time and doing all the time is one called "Do Less," and it's by uh, Kate Northrop, and she's um, I don't know, actually I'm not sure what her background is, but her mother is Christiane Northrop, she's a, know, a leading feminist thinker. But she talks about how it's it's really about how women have been have started to really try and and you know, emulate male cycles, like male cycles are 25 hours, hours of 28 days. And it's really about not burning yourself out. Like the more we do, the more we try and do in a day, um, the more likely we are to get burnt out. So it, that's a really good one. And she kind of taps into that with, I think, Denise Duffield-Thomas is amazing too. Um, and her book, Chillpreneur, talks to that. they sort of talking about that narrative around you know, they talk, they push back on that concept that there's only one way to get, you know, to get ahead or to get, um, you know, be successful, which is to just push yourself into the ground. They yeah. really tackle that and
0: quite well, I think. Oh, thank you. I love those recommendations. I think a couple of them I have not read. Um, I definitely have read Chilpreneur. <laughs> love Denise. She's great, Denise. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where can people go to find out more about you? And obviously I will link to your website and social media and everything um, in the show notes below. But do you want to just, yeah, give us a little overview of how you can support people and where they can go to find out more?
1: Uh, My cousin Liz is a graphic designer. I am a writer. So together we are Ivory Edit, which is a website, end-to-end website website development company so we do everything from you know setting it up to actually handing it over all the bits in between and it's done really quickly so we, we use Squarespace as a platform and I do all the writing and she does the beautiful design work and customizes the templates so they are fit for purpose and fit for the business so we primarily work with really busy women I'm finding like they're our you know beauty beauty and wellness space, but um we also do work for corporates as well now. So there's starting to be a bit of interest from corporates. Um, so we've just released a new website, um, which is at ivoryedit.com.au. Thank you so much, Kira. Thank you so much, Beck. This has been awesome and my very first podcast interviews.
0: Thanks so much for listening. And if you loved this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a review. You'll find a link to this episode and all of the show notes at Bexands.com forward slash podcast. While you're there, make sure you sign up for my free weekly email newsletter where I share loads of practical advice for making your career pivot. Remember, you deserve to do work in the world that you love. Until next time, have an awesome day.